Hi, this is Michael Patterson. I'm the co-founder and CEO of MindRamp Consulting, and this is an article that I wrote for Third Act magazine. It's called Balancing Our Two Brains. In a previous article, the Third Act magazine for the fall, the fall 2020 issue of Third Act magazine, I expressed newfound optimism that cultural evolution is nudging the human mind towards altruism, empathy, compassion, and equity, and away from greed, selfishness, and tribalism. I have since read a persuasive book that argues in the other direction. In short, the argument claims that the left and right hemispheres in our brain are at war with each other. Our left hemisphere has assumed a dominant and oppressive role. Perspectives offered by our right hemisphere are suppressed. As a result, we have, collectively, become mentally unbalanced. Now, I know what you're thinking. All this left-brain, right-brain stuff was dismissed by serious researchers years ago. But wait, hear me out. The research has continued. Yes, the popular mythologies of 30 years ago are largely baloney. But hemispheric differences do exist, and they are significant. Understanding their differences might give us a clue about how to restore a healthier cognitive balance. Scholar Ian McGilchrist is largely responsible for the renewed interest in the study of hemispheric laterality. His book, The Master and His Emissary, The Divided Brain and the Making of the Western World, provides an exhaustive review of new research and offers a provocative understanding of the role each hemisphere plays in shaping our world. The right hemisphere is cast as the master in McGilchrist's allegory because it provides us with our most direct experience of being alive in the real world. The left hemisphere is the emissary, which serves the master by picking apart our experience and creating symbolic representations of its component parts. It uses an avatar version of ourselves to explore imaginary scenarios within a virtual world. Problems arise when the left hemisphere suppresses real experience in favor of its own invented simulation. In a balanced mind, information flows from right hemisphere to left hemisphere and back to right again. Consider a walk in the woods. The right hemisphere is the nature lover that feels more alive when immersed in the natural world. It absorbs the sounds and colors of the forest. It is awed by the grandeur and majesty of the redwoods. The right hemisphere is happy to relax and merge with the magic of the forest. The left hemisphere is the curious naturalist who investigates the details of the forest. It studies the properties of an individual tree. It peels off a piece of bark, digs at the roots. These details of what it finds when shared with the right hemisphere enrich and deepen the balanced experience of the forest. Problems arise when the balance is lost and the left hemisphere suppresses the moderating effects of the right hemisphere. The right hemisphere reaches out to discover its connections with the natural world. The left hemisphere reaches out to learn how it can exploit the natural world. 
In an unbalanced mind that is denied the holistic perspective of the right hemisphere, the left hemisphere tendencies are exaggerated. It loses sight of the big picture of the forest and becomes focused on how individual trees might be harvested. The forest becomes a logging opportunity. The wilderness becomes a vast, untapped resource. It is too simplistic to argue that the usurping left hemisphere is the source of all evil and the suppressed right hemisphere the source of all that is good in human beings. The truth is more nuanced. And the key point is that we need the balanced input of both hemispheres to realize the full positive potential of the human mind. We can get a deeper sense of the functional importance of each hemisphere by looking at how they differ in structure. The neuronal wiring of the right hemisphere is an intricate web of networked connections. It has myriad ways of communicating with itself and with the body, offering the potential for innumerable patterns of neuronal activation, the signals traveling in all directions. This enables the right hemisphere to form a holistic, integrated picture of our lived experience. The web of connections facilitates the discovery of remote associations and novel combinations of thought. Right hemisphere ideas and thinking are emergent and self-organizing rather than pre-programmed like those of the left hemisphere. Neuronal wiring in the left hemisphere tends to be linear, sequential, and orderly. Once stimulated, neuronal activation follows a well-worn path that supports replicable routines and practiced algorithms. The left hemisphere excels in the performance of practiced skills. It is wired for control, which makes it uncomfortable with anything unpredictable, unique, and individual, like human nature and the natural world. The left hemisphere prefers machines, and stable, non-changing concepts and symbols. It trusts tools of its own invention and is suspicious of organic growth. Rather than bear the anxiety of the unknown, the left hemisphere constructs plausible fantasies that it embraces wholeheartedly. The right hemisphere offers us direct experience of life. The left hemisphere offers us a virtual representation of life. If the right hemisphere is a craftsman's studio, the left hemisphere is an assembly line run by robots. As individuals, we can seek to rebalance our minds by emphasizing right hemisphere perspectives while diminishing left hemisphere modes of thought. I've come to realize that practices like meditation, mindfulness, yoga, and physical exercise perform this rebalancing act in their own ways, each of these practices helps us to quiet the artificial chatter generated by our left hemisphere and reinforce our connections to our living bodies as they interact with the natural right hemisphere world. We must find peace and harmony within our own brains. With the power of a balanced mind, we can, perhaps, find ways to rebalance social inequities and learn to place as much value on natural life as we do on the engines of productivity, progress, and profit. Well, thanks for listening, and thanks to Third Act Magazine for publishing my articles. 
I encourage you to check out the magazine. Let me read you their vision. Now more than ever, older adults are viewing their retirement as a third act in their lives, a time for reinvention, connection, and engagement. Third Act Magazine is a bold, fresh lifestyle magazine for older adults. Our stories and articles challenge the worn-out perceptions of aging and offer a dynamic new vision. Let's celebrate and embrace this stage of life and age together with confidence. So you can find out more about Third Act Magazine. Go to its website at www.thirdactmagazine. That's 3rdactmag.com. And if you then search for Michael C. Patterson, you can find all of the articles that I've written for Third Act Magazine. Thanks. Live long and live well.